0: Welcome to Ambitious Hippies, a place where you are free to be who you are and live life on your own terms. I'm your host, Courtney Weaver, an entrepreneur and self-proclaimed ambitious hippie obsessed with healing, growth, and deepening my connection to self, my purpose, and the collective. On Ambitious Hippies, we share personal stories, life lessons, lots of laughter, daily practices, and insights on building wealth and soul health, and also connect with other human beings doing the exact same thing. My hope is that you write your own rules of life and truly live them. So let's get into it, shall we? Welcome to
1: Ambitious Hippies. I am your host, Courtney by Weaver. Today, I am joined by Michael Weaver. We're going to do an IVF update. This is different than I thought I was going to be doing at this stage, but I want to keep you guys in the loop on everything that's happening. So for sure. Hi.
2: Ibf update.
1: (laughs) Ibf update. So um, it's currently Wednesday, September 21st. And let me backtrack a little bit and kind of keep you or at least update you on original time frame. So when we last chatted last week, we were getting ready to head to St. Louis, which we did on Thursday. Um, And they had an original target date of September 22nd. So that would be tomorrow. It obviously did not happen. Um, what happened instead was, and I'll let you fill in the gaps too. Um, we go to St. Louis and I have a bright and early 6.30 AM appointment. So I arrive being who I am and who we are uh, at 6.15. (laughs) We're very early prompt people. And we go in for, um, my monitoring. So they're checking my follicles. They're looking at everything that's going on internally, how things are progressing. And we were moving in overdrive.
2: Yeah. You found out you have a beautiful uterus. <laughs>
1: beautiful
2: uterus. <laughs> no, I mean everything <clears throat> yeah, so over yeah, everything was sped up tremendously. So she went from a timetable of Thursday to potentially Sunday at the latest Monday. Mm-hmm. Um so all kinds of feelings excitement um, mainly excitement like holy smokes
1: this is happening like yeah i think it was the first time for me <clears throat> in this entire process and i'm like oh shit this is good news like i haven't had
2: and it was real at that point in time yeah. too like you actually saw like a doctor and did your thing and
1: yeah i yeah i mean i had the wand like we were <laughs> we were doing it and it was just like this first, like okay, there's hope. Like we have a plan. Like we're do- we're committed. We're taking action. We're doing all the things. And I have these like tiny overachiever follicles and uterus and ovaries. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're living it. And that's Friday. And so that's like an extreme high and this like kickoff to the weekend. So then we get a frantic email that says, take the shot. So we take the shot. And then later on um, about six o'clock realize when we get all the follow-up instructions, there's been a complication with our medication. Um, And based on how close I was to surgery date, I call and I get the on-call doctor and it's a back and forth for two hours. So in the middle of this, um, We're in St. Louis. My aunt's gone this weekend. And so we have the house to ourselves. Michael leaves to go get pizza because we love Emo's pizza. And they couldn't deliver because there was this big almost art show or light installation at Forest Park. So it's this like I can feel this like tornado of events happening all at once. And, you know, when you call somebody and you can just hear in their voice What's going to happen isn't going to be good. Like the first time I talked to her, I'm like, this isn't going to be good. And you were so optimistic. You're like, it's Mm -hmm. okay. It's okay. We're still going to. We'll wait. It'll be fine. It'll all work out. It's not that big of a deal. I'm like, no, dude, I can hear it. Like I can feel it in my bones. I know something's wrong. And about eight o'clock, we get the call. And I'm standing in the kitchen and she says, we're going to have to cancel your surgery. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I can't even really speak. I'm like holding my breath because it's like in that moment, all of the like hope and excitement and joy and like, it just shattered like right where I stood. Like I just, it was like this glass heart just shattered on the floor and we collapsed And we spent two hours on that floor trying to make a sense of, like, what was going on. Because what I felt was grief, like, extreme, immense grief. But nobody died. Like, nobody died. Like, my brain is telling me. My my brain is literally like, you're okay. This is okay. This is just a delay. Nobody died.
2: Yeah, the logical side of things is like. Yeah. It's all good. It's like, okay. But the emotional, it was just a, uh, it was like a whirlwind of a day. Um, from <laughs> a crazy excitement in the morning to like, holy smokes, we've done everything right. We've done exactly what we're supposed to do. It's all working out. Um, an extreme amount of hope. So not only excitement, but hope <clears throat> to the complete opposite feeling. And even though like when you actually, and look, this is, this is hard to actually like, <laughs> it's a lot harder to talk about than I thought it was going to be. But when you actually look at it, it's look, <clears throat> there are way worse things mm-hmm. that happen every single day, losing loved ones. Um, yeah. Just finding out terrible news. And so the logical side of our brain was like, okay, well, Everything looked good. This is just a delay. Yeah. We're going to be able to do it again. If it was good this time, it should be good next time. But obviously there's always that question mark, like, what if there is no next time? And then, but more so, I think losing that sense of like, because this, this is what, six to eight weeks of preparation. So we've been doing things for eight weeks that have led up to this. Yeah. Especially you, this two, three, four day period. And then to get the news that it has to be delayed is just a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly, I'm. it's like I was levitating above my body. Like I could feel, because I didn't know if I had the strength to do it again. I kept saying that over and over again. Like, I don't know if I can do this again. And I think that there's something to be said about trauma and No, no one died and everyone lived and, you know, there are way worse things that happen in the world, but I think that human beings, regardless of what, how big or how small that trauma is, we still have to navigate how do we go through that and how do we heal? And I think for me, the hardest part was I've made this journey so public. And I remember in this moment thinking, I I can't relive this story over and over again. I'm going to have to relive this story over and over again. And that felt like this immense weight of, oh gosh. And then what happened was when I did share, we shared on Sunday, I felt this pain of so many women that had gone through something. It was like they were sharing their stories with me and it was Almost this like initiation of sorts into this whole group, this whole collection of people, of women that have gone through their own story of trauma or despair or grief or loss. And it was just hearing all the stories over and over again and thinking, this is this is so isolating. Like, this is such a lonely thing that a lot of people never talk about and never feel like. They can share their story. So I was glad that I shared it, but I also felt this like tremor of shock over and over and over again. that I'm still trying to navigate because I I, I feel the emotion that comes with having to navigate. I mean, there's so many choices as a woman. Have a family, don't have a family. Well, that runs you down like 7 million other choices. How to raise them? Are you doing a good job? Even getting to that spot. And for me, it was like, I don't know if you felt like this. I felt like I got kicked in the mouth. Like, you're not even getting your shot. Like, I'm not even... You know, women were telling me stories of loss. And I'm like, I can't even get to that stage. Like, that was like... So, it just was incredibly defeating.
2: Yeah, it's... um, <clears throat> It's... Looking at it... It just... And I know sucked is not a feeling. <laughs> sucked right. is not a feeling. <laughs> um, like anger, frustration in the moment was just deep, sad, like saddening feeling. But when you and and look, you have to. Pro- Here is the thing: is so many people, I think, will just sweep. Like yeah, <clears throat> they don't want to. They don't want to get in their emotions. And um, and I think that that was something that me and you both talked about. Literally. The next day, and it's like we both have to deal with this. However, we have to deal with it. Yeah, let's head home. And um, obviously, you can't drink your sorrows away. Um, we
1: tried though, <laughs> <laughs> we. And I think that that's <clears throat> and that, but that was part, of, but.
2: All okay, right. Then we had a conversation. We're like, all right, like <laughs> this what, is not What are our actual? What are yeah, our like, tools? How are? How do we actually cope with this? Okay, like how do we? How do we fill feel our feelings? How do we? Yeah. Um. How do we cope with this? How do we come back? Come out of this with whatever, however we're supposed to come out with this. Yeah. Most importantly, just how do we process? All right. Um. And we're only what five five days into it now, and it's still like. In all fairness, like you still have hormones rushing. Yeah, I went through that- the whole
1: process. Uh, like my belly swelled. Like we did the whole thing with no, there was nothing that happened on the end of it. Like I, now I just have to wait for my period. So it's a whole lot of like, all of this is still very present in my body. Um, but I do want to talk about the tools that we're using to heal because I, I usually speak both of us do when we coach or train from a place of healing or being on the other side and we're not on the other side. So I think this is a unique perspective. We're still in the Valley. So our go-to self-soothing for me is, um, alcohol, which is not helpful. Um, I buried myself in red wine, um, food also not helpful. And then, um, like crappy TV or mindlessly scrolling. So I like to retreat. Like I just like to escape. Like that's my, That's my, you know, old pattern of self-soothing or when I feel afraid or there's trauma. Luckily that there's been a lot of work done for both of us that we did that for about 24 hours. And then we realized, ooh, this is going to suck us down.
2: Yeah. Saturday and Sunday were a a booze fest for sure. (laughs) Um, We didn't leave the house. We just Just closed all closed all the window shades. Turned down the air conditioning really low. Yeah, we were like vampires. crappy TV and, <laughs> yeah. and drank, honestly, cheap red wine. <laughs> cheap red wine. That's what we did. Um, and that, that's what we did for two days, really. So um, not the best way to cope with it. But you know what?
1: That was what we did and That's what we did, did for those
2: two days. And then Monday turned around. And then we actually start to actually begin like an actual healthy coping process, yeah. right, I feel.
1: So... I want to share with you a tool. If you're not familiar with it, it's the emotional scale by Abraham Hicks, and it talks about the 22 different emotional scales. And so right now in my mind, like the top being, you know, love, joy, appreciation, and the bottom being fear, disempowerment, uh, despair, like those are at the bottom. So I know where I'm at in the scale. And I think the thing that I'm just trying to get to is to just move up the scale. I don't have to get to like appreciation and love tomorrow, but if I can just keep climbing my way up the scale. So I think the first thing that I've been doing is really focusing on meditation, working out feels like too much for my body still. So I'm, I'm not working out. I know that you have resumed your normal routine. It's not in the morning, but you still are doing your activity.
2: Yeah. I, I have like, that's just, I did do it in the morning this morning, so that was good. But Monday and Tuesday, I slept in um, just, yeah, not motivated, not, like, motivated to get out of bed. But I had a job to do. Like, we have – Yeah, we're in the middle of a launch. We're literally in the middle of a launch or ending the launch. We just hired new people, and my obligation to them is to train. And so – but we have amazing support teams that helped. But, yeah, I, I did hold myself accountable to working out, meditating, Jumping in the sauna, because that just helps clear my head, honestly. Yeah. Um, reading a book.
1: Yep. We've been reading a lot of books. So I'm currently reading. I read it. I'm reading a novel, which sounds <laughs> so, like, naughty. Because <laughs> I, I I went looking for a novel in our house. And we have, I mean, like, bookcase after bookcase. And they're all not novels. <laughs> So I I downloaded Verity by um, Colleen Hoover I think it's actually really good I'm churning and burning through that feels nice feels like a little treat
2: <laughs> you're reading a novel I'm, I'm reading self management I'm,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm also reading How to Do the Work um, which is all about self healing and I'm doing a ton of journaling I forgot how much. You know, in this process, I was really focused on breath work and making sure that I was healing any kind of generational bonds and trauma. And I'm like, shit, I'm bringing all the trauma that I'm going to have to work through, which I think is a beautiful thing that I have the awareness. I know that I, I have this knowing that things happen in your favor and they happen as they should, even if you can't understand it. I have that knowing. I trust in that. Am I at the spot to like adopt that and accept that about the situation? Not yet. Like I'm just not there yet, but I know that I I will get there. So I'm really working on journaling my thoughts and my feelings and where I'm at in this stage. Um, hearing other women share their stories, you and I navigating how we're healing and how we're going through this trauma. Even if it is a little T, it feels like a big T on the trauma. So um, really just being there for each other. I think that's important, other. though,
2: because um, we've made dedicated time every day to talk about this. And um, ultimately, <clears throat> you've kind of done your thing. I've kind of done my thing like we do. But then we come together like um, and we talk. How are we doing? Like, how you feeling? what'd you process today? Like, is there anything we need to talk through, work mm-hmm. through? And I think communication is really, really key, um, in a relationship, but especially in, in times of that you go through, um, struggles or traumas or, or whatever it may be. And so I think that that would be one thing I, I would really try to reiterate here is overly communicate, um, while holding space. Mm-hmm. Um, cause everyone's going to, Everyone's going to process things a little bit differently, a little bit faster, a little bit slower. And Mm -hmm. so just show grace um, because the way you're feeling isn't necessarily the way I'm feeling right now. And so but it doesn't mean that I can't that I shouldn't be patient or think that you are going too fast or you're going too slow or whatever it may be.
1: Yeah. And I think that we've done a really good job of. Communicating like where we're at in the process and also bringing up, you know, one of my favorite things that we've asked is really like what's going on in your head? Like what what are you telling yourself right now? Because when stuff, when any kind of trauma happens, grief, loss, despair, desperation, I mean, like you can easily get sucked into a negative thought and create that as an identity and so, I mean, right off the bat, I mean that night, covered in snot, like crying on the floor, praying, going through every i'm using like everything I got, I'm trying to pull out, I think we did a a remarkable job of really acknowledging what was true and what was not true and what we what we kept, um and then now we just get to heal and move forward, and someday. someday tiny weavers you will listen to this and you'll be like oh my god you are so dramatic (laughs) and i will say absolutely i wanted you so badly your dad wanted you so badly that we are being very dramatic and we're sharing our story
2: and again that's the logical versus emotional like uh, you said it the other day the beautiful thing about being a human being is that you get to you literally get to experience every feeling in the world yeah so okay.
1: my belief is that souls or spirits need a human body to experience human emotion the human experience when we talk about it is the full range of emotions and the solar spirit needs the physical body that your body is what feels these emotions and i did say that
2: mm-hmm. and then Prior to, obviously. Prior
1: to. And then on the way home, what did I say?
2: <clears throat> it's not the...
1: <laughs> I, I, don't I, know it if I, I don't
2: know if I like
1: being a human right I now. I take
2: it back. I take, I take it, it back. back. So, but I think, and the other thing I would try to reiterate here that, and we are blessed that we have the ability to do this, but we've really had a slow week. Like, when things happen, yeah. like... I think that's the one thing like instead of processing and, and I've done this before, like I just go right back to the grind, like, cause it makes me forget about it. I get back into my routine yeah. and I just fight my way through it versus actually like taking the time to fill feel the feelings, work through the feelings and emotions and come out on the other side with knowing myself better and what those feelings or emotions meant and what gave me those feelings or emotions. So that's, I mean, that's, that's one thing I would say too. like take, Take some time. Like when when stuff does happen, take some time, relax, actually work through it. Yeah. Because if you don't work through it now, you'll eventually have to work through it. And the longer you put off, the harder it's going
1: to be. Yeah. It just gets bigger. I think when we were talking about this too, the financial and the emotional cost of this, I, in the past few days, I've never been more committed to seeing good people make really great money because mm-hmm. what I was able to do, what I didn't have to worry about. Yeah. Does it suck financially if we lose, you know, a deposit here or this or that, but I'm able to buy time. Like I can buy time because of where I'm at in my career. And I think that if nothing else, i that's something that I'm definitely going to be more vocal about. Number one as a woman in business, that you don't have to do this alone, um, regardless of what your life looks like. You don't have to work like you don't have children and have children. Like you don't work like you can do both. There's a whole community. I'm feeling it like in my bones, but also regardless of, you know, head of household, male, female, make great money, Mm -hmm. make great money. So your life can actually be spent how you want, even because this is, this is going to happen no matter what. There's still going to be trauma and loss and grief. And, yeah.
2: In yeah. every aspect of life. In
1: every aspect. So, no matter how
2: big or how little.
1: Yeah. So look up the uh, Abraham Hicks emotional scale. I think it's incredibly beneficial. Just try to jump to the next level. Um, journaling for me. Meditation. Um, doing a ton of reading. I cleaned out my makeup closet, which was nice. Cleaning out clutter, um, and then we're just going to continue to move forward and heal as we do as human beings. So this is part yep. of the journey.
2: Rescheduling it, getting back on the calendar eventually, yep. whenever that time comes. But um, yep. But yeah, it's been uh, yeah. Let, thanks for letting us share a story,
1: <laughs> even though I did not want to this um, before, <laughs> before I hopped yeah, on the we podcast. Yeah, we were actually talking like, about it. I don't want to do this. We were talking
2: about it right before we jumped on, and it's like, man, if I would have known this is how it was all gonna go, I don't know if we would have. Sh- sh- and and Courtney's like, you wouldn't have, and I'm like, I don't know. It's like a double edged sword. It's yeah. like it's, yeah. It's like you share everything, and we've shared pretty much our whole lives. Not, not not look, guys. There's there's points of our lives, just like your lives, that you go through weird stages that you don't share with people cause there's already enough negativity going on in the world. And, um, the last thing I want to do is be add to that negativity and I want to be the positive spot in your life. That's always my, my goal is to be the most positive person in the room. And that's why like, this is like a double edged sword. This is like, we share our story. People can relate. And I think yeah. that's a beautiful thing. And I think that, um, it does help. I know I've been reached out to by multiple men. Mm-hmm. Um, that have shared their story, and even in their messages, they're like, "We have no idea why we're sharing this with you," but, and so it's um, it's That's the support sweet. system's been great, but on the other end, it's like, man, it, yeah, because you have to, re- like, anyways, I'm yeah. I'm rambling. No, now, you're but, not. You're
1: sharing. <clears throat> it's okay. You you have the space to share. But yeah, you have to relive it over and over again. Yeah,
2: which. Sucks. It's not a feeling, but. Doesn't feel good. Yeah. Doesn't no. feel
1: good. No. No. And I think, yeah, we, our goal is never to um, try to bring you into our trauma or bring you down on the scale. But we wouldn't be authentic to who we are and what we are really passionate about and what inspires us and what. Makes us feel alive if we didn't share sometimes the things that are uncomfortable to talk about. For sure. And I feel like that's where compassion and connection and authenticity grow. Um, not not just in our community, but just as we continue to go out and make our mark in the world and have you all make your mark in the world, which is which is what we want here. That's why it's called Ambitious Hippies. That's why we do the insurance buzz. That's why we do what we do is to hopefully leave the world better than we found it, even if it there's some tears along the way. So Amen. That's it. That's what we got. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Again, um, this was a tough episode, but I appreciate you being along for the ride. And we will catch you on the next one.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Ambitious Hippies. If you love the podcast, do us a favor and leave us a rating and review. And if you're on social media, tag us in your stories or use the hashtag Ambitious Hippies. I appreciate you spending your time with me. You truly are magical. And I thank you again for being a part of this amazing community.